From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com, breaking down all the big stories you need to know for those 3A, 2A, and 1A teams. In District 3, Brandon Bainey with Logan Green. This is the guy that was in person at the BYU-Utah Saturday <laughs> night. Logan, how awesome was that? Oh, It was a cool experience. I had uh, honestly never been to a game down there before, but um, my niece is uh, in the color guard at BYU. So my brother-in-law got season tickets and says, hey, you want to come with me to that game? And I don't know anybody that would say no to that, right? So, uh, so of course, I went, and uh, it was a good time. It was fun. It was a fun trip down there. You know, I was watching the celebration after the game, and I thought I saw you out there on the field. <laughs> were you were you out there storming with See, all the other? You know what's funny? We we stood there for a long time, you know, during the whole thing. And then at the end, we're like, all right. Well, honestly, we decided that let's go down on the field because maybe we can get out the other side. We can go across the field and not have to wrap around, right? So we we, we go down, and that was the moment. Like, as soon as we got to the grass, they came over to the intercom and said, Thanks for having fun, but everybody needs to head back. And right as we got, I put my foot on the grass. They came out and the guy was like, turn around, go back. All right. So I didn't actually make it down there. I could have, I was, we were on the bottom level. Um, but we just, we, we didn't, (laughs) I I think it was mostly a student thing and younger kids thing. So, um, three old guys out there, probably not, not quite the scene, but, but either way, it was fun. It was a fun trip. Stop it, Logan. You're a young buck still. Yeah, I'm the young buck. Well, I was with two older guys. Don't tell them I said that. But (laughs) All right. Well, that was Saturday night. Friday night, you were at a pretty interesting game as well as Carrie traveled over to play Wilder. That was a game we had on IdahoSports.com. Yeah. Carrie ended up uh, dominating 54-0, which happens to a lot of teams. But yeah, uh, what what did you see in that game? Yeah, I. you know what? I came out and I honestly... My thoughts, I was talking with um, my brother-in-law, Dan. He's actually the one that came and did the game with me. Uh, he's like, what do you think is going to happen? And, you know, I thought it was going to be close early, but I thought Kerry was going to pull away late. Um, but it started off really good for Wilder. Wilder came out and got a three and out to start everything off. And I was like, "This, they're looking good. They come out on their drive and they pick up a couple of first downs. But then they turn the ball over. And, and you can't turn the ball over against Kerry. It's like, we gave you a chance here. We went three and out. But we're not going to do that again. And they didn't do it again, obviously. Um, just a phenomenal game from Kerry. And, uh, Connor Simpson had three touchdowns. And then, um, yeah, just everybody, they scored a lot of, they scored a lot of points, clearly. Um, but... I think I saw a play that I don't know if this stat line I have ever seen before, and you'll have to tell me if you've seen it. Please correct me if you've seen this. So it was fourth and goal for Carey, and at the end of the play, they came away with a safety. Uh, Wilder came away with a safety? No, Carey. So Carey scored two points on a fourth and goal play. And they had the ball on offense? Yes, they had the ball on offense and scored a safety on fourth and goal. They threw a ball. The ball got intercepted. So they got intercepted around the goal line. Uh, they, Wilder came out with it and fumbled it. 
though the ball goes forward. Then the ball bounces back into the end zone, and there's a massive scrum pile on top, and Wilder ends up on top of it. So they <laughs> Wilder had possession outside of the end zone because he, he fumbled it around the five, right? Okay. So he came out of the end zone, had it, and then he fell on it in the end zone. So they technically had possession of the ball. And then they lost possession going back, and they ended up with a safety. So, uh, so Wilder recovered the ball in the end zone. Carey didn't recover. No, Wilder recovered. Yes, so Wilder, th- Carey throws an interception. Wilder gets possession of the ball, running down the field. They fumble it at the five seven yard line. The ball just spins around, and Wilder falls on it in the end zone. So. They had possession last, so it's it's their possession of the ball. So it lands in the end zone as and it's a safety. Now that that's how I and I viewed it as the correct call and that it was I had never seen that. Um it's just interesting. The more I think about it, it's like, well, did was it was it was it a was it a touchback or how, but it I mean it was a it was a safety. They had possession of it, you know. When it went, when he was going down to the ground, it was it was Wilder's ball, and as it bounced backwards, I don't know. It it was interesting, and I I think it was right. Um, it kind of we kind of sat there and we're discussing it. And I think the officials were discussing it, saying, "What exact have y'all seen this?" And I don't think anybody had seen that. Uh, it was it was an interesting play uh, that I don't know hap- has happened. If if it has happened to you, then or anybody out there listening, then I believe you, and you can call me out on it. But I just I have never seen it. It's not something I've ever seen before. I will say I've never personally encountered that, but um, doesn't mean it can't happen. I mean that's yeah. the thing with football. There's these fluky things that happen sometimes. So he intercepted it and only returned it about five yards, right before he fumbled it again. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess by the letter of the law, that I mean that does sound correct to me. Um, and and I don't I think he caught it at the one so he was he never was in the end zone with possession so he was always in in the field he intercepted it around the one and took it up four or five yards and then lost it and it went back so just an just hmm. an overall interesting uh, just an interesting play you know yeah yeah anyways yeah that was just a fun tidbit that I saw this week um, and it came just 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 kind of crazy you know. Um, obviously Kerry came away with the big win. Um, but, but I, I really was thinking we were going to see more out of Wilder because Wilder, of course, two weeks ago held horseshoe Bend to 28 to 22. And then we see horseshoe Bend go over to notice and, and beat them there and beat the pirates at home in notice. And so we see horseshoe Bend come away with a huge win this week, but it's just, it's just, I think it goes down to, and we can look at, you can look at scores all over district three this weekend and say, doesn't matter what's on paper until you play on Friday night. Of course, Horseshoe Bend uh, beat Idaho City decently, um, but but then Garden Valley beat them by like forty five points. It's it's just and then Garden Valley hadn't won a game all year, so it's just a, you know that's just the way it is. It's just Friday night. You're not going to know uh, who's going to come away with it. You can't. I just don't think in district three this year that you can look on paper and say, Oh yeah, that team's got it. That it, there might be a few cases of that, but it's, it's going to be a toss up every night. And uh, you're, you're just going to see scores all over the place. I mean, even the same thing in, in, in three, a right. Um, Cole Valley beat Nissa 16 to zero. And then Melba beats them by 50. 
But then another huge game this weekend is Coal Valley beats Fruitland, who Melba lost. So it's just this, it's just this web of so and so. You know that you know that meme of Spider Man pointing to like eight different Spider Mans. That's what's going on right now in in District Three. The, everybody's pointing at everybody because they're all doing exactly the opposite of what they should have done, but did what everybody thought they weren't. It, it's crazy. So it's going to make for a fun fall football season for sure. Well, Logan, you're kind of a numbers cruncher by trade, and I can see the smoke coming out of your ears as you're trying to <laughs> compute what's going on. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I look for that, and I know it's not true. It's all matchup based. It's all, you know, it everything's based on matchups. You can't say, well, so-and-so beat so-and-so, so you must be better. No, I did that one time because Idaho, the Vandals, right? And that's my, my where I went to school. They, um, they beat... Gosh, I can't remember. I think it was when they beat Washington State a couple years ago in basketball. Anyways, you could trace it back to Duke. Though they beat so and so, who beat so and so, who beat so and so. So for a year, I'm like, well, I mean, Vandals are better than Duke. So I mean, so you know, that's always fun. It's not real. I'm sure if they played each other, obviously Duke would lose that game. I, no, just kidding. Um, obviously Duke would win that game. But you, you can dance that dance all day long, but it all comes down to the actual matchup and some teams just match up better against other teams and, and they're built to play certain teams in a better way. So that's why I mean, why it's a, it just comes down to Friday night to see who's going to win that game. Yeah. I don't know if the Vandals could beat Lapway right now, Logan. <laughs> Probably <Duke>. not. <laughs> it will tie this year out. He committed to Idaho. So maybe yes. they could, maybe he can bring the playbook and uh, they, right. could, they could compete. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's let's revisit that Wilder carry game one last time because there was kind of an interesting anecdote um, with one of the Wilder players. Yeah, um, I thought was really interesting during the broadcast. Yeah, so Hunter Onfrey, number thirty-two for Wilder, he got home from basic training the day before, so September tenth. Right, I believe that's what it was. It, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he had a welcoming home ceremony on the field, and he suited up and played and played a lot. So uh, just, just really impressive to still be in high school, but also be enrolled in, in the United States military and to go out and, uh, and just show right back up and, and play football and play it. Well, uh, it was just impressive. And everybody, you know, gave him a, a standing ovation as he, as they recognize him there. And rightfully so like what a, I don't think I was that mature when I was his age to be in high school and joining the military and just, just, a just a great effort and um, just a salute to him, to Hunter Onfrey again from Wilder for, for doing that. And um, probably I would say might be one of the most important high school athletes in Idaho right now. I, I don't know. He might not be, um, you know, talent from Rigby, but you look what he's doing. It's just impressive. And um, he's doing things more important than playing football. Yeah, for sure. Uh, talent I did commit to BYU uh, over this a couple days ago or, or yesterday. Uh, yeah. So I heard, I, I'm sure he's from what I've saw, the recruits all had a good time there. Um, that BYU Utah game. And I think I he bet. came out and committed almost like the next day or the day after. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that had something to do with it being in that environment. For so, sure. Any, anyways, but yeah, uh, right. yeah just congratulations to Hunter on for that. What a what a cool deal and like uh, yeah the um, the maturation and the dedication that's needed to take on something like that while you're still in high school yeah I, words can't even begin to describe that so yeah my mind was way in way other places in high school than going to 
military boot camp or what basic training, you know, that's how you spent your summer. That yeah, that's it's just impressive. So yeah, congratulations to him for that. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool. So so yeah, Wilder came out on the short end against Kerry, but I mean so so many teams do. Uh the other big yeah. game in the one A ranks that we were talking about was this really wild game between Horseshoe Bend and Notice. You know, Horseshoe Bend jumped out to the lead. Notice tried to rally late. They had the ball, but time expired before they could uh get the game winning play uh, across. And so I don't know what this game says more about Horseshoe Bend uh, or or Notice, but I think both teams we like a lot. I think both teams are going to go deep into their respective playoff fields, but this was kind of a fun D1 versus D2 matchup. Yeah, and I don't know how much of it has to do with with maybe is um, is Carter Woodland back fully. Um, I know he was out, or, or excuse me, Caden Clemens, excuse me. Right. Clemens was out a week ago. And was he was he back all the way? That's that's a question I I don't have the answer to, um, but you got to think maybe he's hindered a little bit, and maybe that had something to do with it. But but like you said, yeah, does this say more about Horseshoe Bend or notice, or maybe they're both just really good, and it was a great game? You know, I mean, that's somebody had to lose that game, and I mean, both of those teams are top five teams in their respective divisions, and somebody had to come away a loser, and it was a tight game. I think it would have said more if somebody blew the other one out, which they did not. It was a tight game. And I think, you know, that's what you would have expected, right? I wouldn't have expected somebody to blow the other one out. And I think a close game is just par for the course uh, between those two teams this year. Yep. So, so coach Woodland from notice does a great job of sending, uh, sending me the recap of the game and kind of the stat leaders. And so Caden Clemens was back. He had, he had a touchdown and 12 tackles on defense. And so it looked like he was back fully. So he was, he was back full. So it was just a, just a good game. I think that you probably chalk it up to that and that they were two uh, heavyweights just slugging it out with each other. And that's kind of what you would would expect. And just one thing, Horseshoe Ben, all their games have had, they've scored around the same amount of points, right? They scored 28 last week against Wilder. They're not like coming out and just scoring a ton of points, but their defense doesn't, they don't have to. Their defense is doing so well to just shut the other offensive down. In, in eight man football, it's you keep somebody below thirty points. That's a that that's a good weekend, right? And and they're able to win scoring around that amount. So their defense just phenomenal at shutting these people down and the ball control on offense to eat up clock. It's just and that's what that's I think that is the scariest part about that team is you can see it by who they're playing that they're forcing teams to play their style of game. Yeah. They're not going out and, and dropping 60 points on someone to win and saying, we're going to adjust and we're going to play heavy offense right now and just blow people out. They're going to say, no, you're going to play our brand of football and we're, we're going to beat you in it. And that's what they've been doing so far. And I think that's what's, I, I really like to see what they could do against a carry and, and maybe we'll get that in the playoffs. I think it's a very real possibility um, that we see that. And then, um, I think it's up for grabs. Besides Kerry, you saw Castle Ford also beat Dietrich in the 1AD2 level. Uh, so you've got some shuffling going on there um, and maybe an opening, uh, you know, a light at the tunnel, possibly. Um, that's no diss to Castle Ford. It's just saying that the, it's, not the, it's not the same old person on top um, in Dietrich who won it last year. So good chance for Horseshoe Bend to maybe make some noise later on, later on this season. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions at the D2 level, right? Kendrick got shut out by Oakley over the weekend and a lot of uh, turmoil in, in Kerry's conference besides Kerry. So uh, I do agree. It's wide open. Uh, Horseshoe Bend in their three games so far this year, 22 points allowed against Idaho City, 20 against Wilder, 26 against Notice. So yeah, below 30 every single time out, which is super impressive. The other 1A games, Garden Valley beat Idaho City 58-12 to to get their first win of the season. Tri-Valley got their first win of the season over Greenleaf Friends, uh, 46-21 to as well. And Council picked up their first victory over Lewis County, 44-12. to So it was nice to see all of those schools come through with wins. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it a, good, a good week for all of those teams um, to pick up those first wins. I saw that Council score against Lewis County and – that was good for them to get off that, um, to get that win. I think that was a team that a lot of people liked this year was council and maybe, you know, they've, they've played a good schedule so far and it'll be interesting to see how they match up with horseshoe Bend when that game comes along. I think, I, I think the lumberjacks will do well in conference play this year uh, when they get deep into that. And then we'll see how they, um, they can handle the Mustangs. That'll be a, That should be a good matchup later down the line. For sure. All right, let's move on to the 3A, 2A ranks. The most interesting game was Coal Valley Christian and Fruitland. They were each scheduled to play other teams. Yeah. Coal Valley's opponent canceled first. Fruitland's opponent canceled second. And like Thursday night, the two coaches got together and said, hey, why don't we play each other? Okay, sure thing. So no prep, no advanced scouting. It's, hey, we're just going to line up and do what we do and see who the better team is. And Cole Valley won in a pretty low-scoring game, 26-21. Yeah, I, I like it. When I saw that come out on Twitter, I was like, is this real? Is this a real game? Like, uh, just a great a great matchup to have those two teams play each other. Like we said, Fruitland, um, I mean, they were undefeated last year up until the last week of the regular season against Homedale. Uh, an undefeated, basically, a 7-1 you know, team from last year. Um, for Cole Valley to to beat them, it just sets up the the game of the week. I think in Idaho, not just District Three, but in Idaho next week in that uh, West Side versus Cole Valley Christian. I, if there's a better game on the schedule, someone show it to me. Um, but I think that game is going to be phenomenal. And Brandon, you get to be there. I'm a little bit jealous. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be it, and Friday is just going to be a great day for football everywhere it's like supposed to be 70 degrees at kick it's not gonna it's i think we're done with the heat i think it's just gonna it's, it's gonna be a great fall evening to watch football no matter where you are around the state and uh that game specifically i think is going to be uh one of the best games of the weekend of the of the entire football season not just this weekend yeah pair of three and oh teams going at it friday night in dayton uh could be a preview of a potential playoff matchup further down the line. Uh, otherwise in the uh, WIC. So Cole Valley came through with the big win. Nampa Christian, you know, uh, defeated Parma 41 to six. That's kind of expected. And it's mm-hmm. nice to see them beating the teams that they're quote unquote supposed to new Plymouth played up. They played McCall Donnelly and fell 36 to 16. And then, yeah, we talked about Melba really took it to yeah. Missile high from Oregon 56 to six. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, and it's like we don't follow those Oregon teams. I don't, I don't know how Nissa compares when they get their season going, but I know um, that they played Cole Valley pretty tight a couple weeks ago. And, yeah, Melba just kind of took it to them. So I really um, – it's just – it'll be – I'm excited for the 2A um, 
to, to start. I'm ready for that conference to start. I think it's going to be, they're going to be some, you know, when Nampa Christian plays Melba and Colval, when those three teams, I think play each other, it is going to be, uh, it, it's going to be worth the price of admission to get in, to watch those, <laughs> those three teams battle it out during conference season. Yeah. Cause you, you talked about trying to compare the schedules and, and trying to compare resumes and yeah. th- things like that. I mean, think about this. When you look at Melba and Coal Valley Christian, okay, they've both played uh, common opponents, right? They've both played Nyssa. Coal Valley only won 16 to nothing. Melba, we know, won 56 to 6. But then both teams also played Fruitland, and Melba lost to Fruitland 20 to 16. And Cole Valley, of course, just beat Fruitland 26 to 21. So if you look yeah. at the Nissa matchup, you think, wow, Melba must be better. If you look at the Fruitland matchup, you say, well, yeah. Cole Valley must be better. So this is what we're talking about, right? Yeah, it's just that, you know, what is it? The kettle calling the pot black. Is that what they say? It There is going to be, it's going to be great football. I think when those teams play each other, um, I, we're not going to know until the game's played. And I said that a couple times already as we started tonight, but um, it's all going to come down to the field. And, you know, the, there's always the fun um, game day picks on IdahoSports.com and, uh, and they're going to be wrong. You know, everybody, I feel like I, I have the, for sure, this is going to happen. And then I get it wrong. And it's just, it just goes to show it. You don't know until Friday night and it doesn't matter how much of an, a quote expert you are. Um, they're going to play it on the field, and uh, that's what's going to happen. Um, I look, if you go up a level, if we talk about Weezer, right? So Weezer, of course, just they might be one of the best teams in the state across all levels. Um, they beat, right, last week they beat Emmett. Uh, here we go again. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it because it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you know, it's fun. So, so Emmett goes and beats Bishop Kelly last week, 21 to zero. Yeah. So you're telling me that what would Weezer do to Bishop Kelly? Right. I mean, theoretically, it, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy to think about that, uh, that they go out and they beat Emmett, one of the better four, a teams in the state. Uh, just, they're scary. Um, and like I said, I, I still stand behind my, my Gooding pick. I think Gooding, they look really good too, but I think it might be a Weezer Gooding uh, state championship or they'll meet in the semis. Um, if one of them's not there, I think it's because the other one beats them in the playoffs. Um, those are my two. Of course, they'll both like lose the rest of their games um, now that I call it. So I apologize to you both Weezer and, and Gooding, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Just, just an interesting, uh, just an interesting lineup the last couple weeks. Yeah, Weezer a forty to nothing shutout over Grangeville. Grangeville's zero and three. I thought they would be better in the two A ranks. Yeah, that that one surprised me. And I know McCall played McCall Donnelly plays Grangeville this week, yeah. uh, so that that's one of them that you know I think the Vandals are off, and they're they're the ones that are quietly sneaking around undefeated so far. And I think they I think they pick up another win against Grangeville, and just like that, look at them uh, floating around undefeated as they start to really heat up in the conference play. And like I said, you never know what can happen. Yeah. So, let, I mean, let's talk about that SRV, that, that Snake River Valley Conference, because you've got Homedale 3 0. You've got McCall Donnelly 2 0. Weezer is 3 0. Fruitland is 2 1 with their loss just coming last Friday. I mean, those those four, and no disrespect to Payette and Parma, but there's a, I think there's a pretty big 
there's a line there, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Right. And, but to see those four duke it out this year, I think is also going to be very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. They're just going to beat each other up and that's uh we'll see who emerges, but I mean, there's a very real possibility that they, you know, they come out all with one or two losses each um, that they, that they lose to one and beat the other two or lose the two and beat one. And it, it's going to be, yeah, it's, it's going to, we'll see it. I, I think Weezer ends up coming out on it. Um, and I think Homedale is second in that list, but uh, I think that I think that Weezer Homedale game is going to decide it. I think those two will be undefeated going into that game. But I mean, Fruitland and and McCall Donnelly are going to stay there, and say, "Wait, we're here. Um, look at our record. We're good too." And they are. And I think that if those teams are overlooking them, maybe looking forward to that game against each other or looking forward to the playoffs, one of those teams can. They can't sleep on those two teams. I don't think they can. They can just show up and and just cakewalk through it. That they're going to have to come out those all those four teams. They can beat them. They can beat each other, and so they're not going to be able to sleep on it. They got to go in and and go hard every night. Yeah, for sure. Homedale, a very quiet three and zero because they beat Caldwell in the season opener in a game that was actually pretty close. It was Caldwell's closest yeah. season so far, thirty six twenty four, and and then they played two Oregon schools, Ontario and Baker. And so when, when they're playing those out of state opponents, it's almost like out of state, out of mind, right? We're not thinking about it as much as if they were playing an Idaho opponent, cause we know a lot more about those. So Homedale three, and know, and I think we're going to find out real quick this weekend, Logan, what Homedale is all about. Yeah. Because in a very interesting game. They are hosting Sandpoint, a four, a team from all the way up North. That's a really good four, a team, by the way. Yeah. And maybe I jumped the gun saying that, that, uh, West side Cole Valley game would be the game of the week. Cause that one you could argue as well. I mean, Sandpoint, they have one loss their game last week got canceled. Uh, but the one before that they played Coeur d'Alene and lost by one or two points. It was, it was very tight yeah, two. game with Coeur d'Alene and Coeur d'Alene is a five, a power. Like they are always good. They're never, they're, they're always in contention and they were, they were right there. And, you know, Sandpoint last year was they, – they just needed to take one more step, right? They lost in the playoffs in Eastern Idaho. I think they lost to Skyline is who knocked them out. But um, they, were, they were just right there. You could tell that they were on the, on the cusp of it, and I think they've taken that step this year. And uh, I know it's playing, quote, down to a 3A, but I don't think playing Homedale you, – you don't, you don't play down to Homedale. Um, Homedale, of course, last year beat Emmett who went on to win the state champion or went to the state championship in 4A. So, it'll be that'll be another great matchup. That's a long drive for this late in the regular season. You usually see that a week 1 or week 2 matchup, but uh, heading into week 4, uh, we'll take it though. We'll we'll take that matchup. So, that should be another good one right there on the the banks of the Snake River in Homedale. Yeah, so Homedale hosting Sandpoint is going to be a great game. We talked about Cole Valley Christian traveling to Westside. Uh, we'll have that game for you on IdahoSports.com kicking off at 7 o'clock. There's two more games that really stand out to me on the schedule when I take a look at it, Logan. And the first one to me would be Garden Valley at Wilder. That's a pair of one and two teams. And again, this is probably going to further complicate how yeah, we right. everybody's resumes. But this is a good one, too. I think this might be where we see where what what separates between these two. Uh, pretty similar uh, schedule so far, or in terms of who they've played, they played some really. They, both teams have played carry, and uh, I think what was it fifty six to zero. 
um, Garden Valley in 54. So they should, it should be two to zero, right? It was the safety. That's the difference. <laughs> um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they come out. I think Garden Valley has a ton of momentum right now after uh, winning that game against Idaho City. Uh, probably, I think they've probably figured some things out. Uh, Wilder, it looked like they were they were trying to figure some things out last week, uh, moving around the quarterback position, um, just just trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And maybe that was because it was against Kerry. I don't think you can just do status quo against Kerry and win. You got to shake it up. But um, looks like maybe maybe Garden Valley is putting some of their puzzle pieces together after losing after dropping them all on the floor and after and having to figure out how to put it all back together. Um, so yeah, that should be another great matchup, like you said, to see um, see how Coach Yearsley does up there at Garden Valley, coming down the mountain to play at Wilder. Yeah, and then the last game I wanted to touch on, and this this will sound weird, but uh, Payette is traveling to Wendell, and I think this is a really good matchup between two programs that have struggled for a couple of seasons and are trying yeah. to engineer that turnaround. Wendell. Uh, the improvement under coach John Helmendaller, who previously was at Columbia High School in Nampa, uh, is night and day. Wendell is getting better. And for Payette, this is a good opportunity for them to go to two and two. And this could be a really good measuring stick for both of these programs that are kind of in similar spots where they're trying to rebuild. Yeah. And like you said, Wendell, that's been very impressive. Last year, they they really struggled. And uh, this year, it's been, like you said, there's been a couple times where I've looked at Wendell's scores and said, is that is that right? Is that uh, they've come out and, and really impressed. And, and, you know, for Payette, that's that's a game that, you know, you can win and and help carry you on and give you a little momentum. Because, like I said, anybody can beat anybody um, and, and they need that right now. They've had a couple rough seasons as even a couple years ago. They didn't even have a football team. Um, just the numbers were so low. And even there's another game that's very similar. Uh, Parma is going to American Falls. Um, that's another game. Those two teams are 0 and three. Um, somebody's got to get rolling there. Um, I did that game last year. It was at Parma and me and Wayne were out there and did that game. And uh, um, it was a slug fest. They, they both like to keep the ball on the ground, um, just kind of run it and run it and run it. And it was a, it was a close tight game. And again, I think uh, just, just to build confidence, you, you want to see a win. It does. It, it does a lot to get that win. Um, doesn't matter who it's against, doesn't matter how it came, uh, but just win a game. And so uh, again, Parma and American Falls another good one to to see who can who can get that monkey off the back, right? Some who can who can get in the win column and and go into next week week with a little more confidence. Yeah, American Falls, I, I saw them play Aberdeen in their season opener. We did that game on IdahoSports.com. And um, they're a young team. They got a lot of freshmen and sophomores not much size and a kind of a really old school coaching philosophy of we're going to line up and run yeah. a wing tee and run it down your throats. I mean, I was down there when they were warming up and most quarterbacks now, when they take the snap, they just clap right to get the ball. Right. Uh, well, American falls is like the exact opposite. Like it's out of the 1990s down set, ready, hit. And then they snap <laughs> the ball. That's every cadence when they were warming up was that. And I'm like, Oh man, it's just like 1994. <laughs> just but, getting no, down, getting down right. to it. Yeah. I mean, last yeah. year when I did that game at Parma, I don't think they threw the ball once. Yeah. Um, I think they did and it got intercepted and they said, now nah, we'll, we'll keep it on the ground. And uh, they, they, they threw a couple times, but most of it was on the ground and, 
And that'll be a game I think that that they you see both teams just trying to just trying to punch the other one in the cheek and and uh, and see what sticks, right? And see uh, see who can cross that that goal line first. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a good slate of games. Uh, before we wrap up, though, Logan, you've got some stars to give out. We do this every week here. Logan's three stars where you highlight three uh, teams slash individuals that were worthy of consideration. Yeah, so we want to um, we're going to we're going to go. We mentioned him earlier, but Hunter Onfrey from Wilder, of course. I mean, how does he not get one for wrapping up basic training and then going and playing in a football game the day after he gets back? So um, Hunter Onfrey, of course. Uh, he gets one of our three stars this week. And we're also going to give one uh, Colton Meyer from Horseshoe Bend, a phenomenal game, 253 yards passing, 124 yards running, and five touchdowns uh, in that game. So just a phenomenal game there as well to go along with 13 tackles. So Colton Meyer really did it all for Horseshoe Bend in their win against Notice. And you can't tell me that if they don't have Colton in that game that they don't come away victorious in notice Friday night. So uh, he definitely deserves one of those three stars. And then now we're going to go volleyball uh, for the third hope Miller from Greenleaf. They had a big win against wilder the other day. They won that one, three sets to none and hope Miller had 10 kills, nine assists and three aces in that game. So she played a phenomenal game um, in that. uh, Can you ride? I think you just ride your bike. Maybe that's what they do when those two teams play. It's not very far. Um, just kidding. It's it's a long uh, road full of corn, but um, yeah, the Greenleaf Wilder game. Um, those two teams very close, but again, Hope Miller, ten kills, nine assists, and three aces in the three to zero win for Greenleaf. So congratulations to those three athletes this week. Our three uh, A uh, three stars of the week. Yeah, and real quick, just for volleyball, the coaches polls came out earlier today. In the 3A ranks, Fruitland is ranked third in the 3A coaches poll for volleyball. In the 2A uh, poll, Melba is ranked second, only behind defending state champs uh, West Side. Uh, and then you've also got Nampa Christian tied for fifth right now. And then in the 1A D3 poll, just like last week we talked about, Logan, three of the five teams are from District 3. Horseshoe Bend, the number one team, Tri-Valley at number three, and Council at number five. Yeah, and I was looking, and I I, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but it may, I think it was Tri-Valley. They beat Homedale last week, so they're going and, and beating 3A schools, and you'll have to correct me if it wasn't um, Tri-Valley. It was one of the – I'll have to look at it. It was either Tri-Valley or Council, one of them, uh, that did it. But either way, just uh, that conference is going to be – that's going to be another one where you've got three of the top five, and I think we've talked about it every week, but it just stays that way. It, it hasn't trained. They're not losing. They're staying in that, and it deserves recognition that that those three schools are doing so well. Yeah, so uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch them as they get into the conference slate. Uh, that'll be coming up pretty quickly here for volleyball. And, of course, a full batch of football games this weekend, including Coal Valley Christian at Westside on IdahoSports.com Friday night, 7 o'clock. I'll be there with Sean Kane and – all of you better be there too. Cause it's going to be a really, really good football game. So yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own game, but I'll have you guys on, on my phone and, uh, and be, be tracking it. I, I think that that, uh, just kidding. I'm doing my game, Paul. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that if you like high school sports, um, if you like high school football that you need to be watching that game, it's, it's right here. It's on Idaho sports. It's free. Like why not? Um, if you're at your game, just pull it up on your phone and, uh, and track it at the same time. You can 
just keep it there. You know, when your team's in timeout, just pull it up for a minute and see what's going on. Um, I think that's going to be just, it's going to be a great game. So I'm, I'm really jealous that, uh, to be there and, and Dayton is just a great, uh, it's a great town and it's uh, their field is great. It's a great place to, to watch a football game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, we'll be here to talk all about it next week on another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, whether you got the audio from IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts or you watch the video on the IdahoSports.com Facebook page or our YouTube channel. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you back here next week on another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast from IdahoSports.com.